Hey, we are back from fucking forever. How's it going? So what's been up, man? I mean, we've been gone for like a month. I mean, there's there's a reason. We had things. We did. We had full stuff. Yeah. But how you been otherwise? Uh, pretty good, man. Um, uh, living the dream and uh, doing the same thing that I always do, except I have a lot of cool shit that I've done in the past month. Yes. That I'm going to talk about on this podcast. I think I was part of most of those. You were. Uh, all of them. Yeah, because it's been a fucking... It's been a while. It's been like a month. It's been a month. Yeah, it's been a while. It's in that month. We had... Witch Trap. Yes. There was Cinema Wasteland. Mm-hmm. There was Fister. Yep. And then was there just like a... a, a I think we just took a weekend off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we just took a weekend off. Johnny was here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hanging out with Johnny. Yeah, so we were hanging out with Johnny. We hung out with Jimmy. Um... Yeah, the, all of which were just good because I was really tired. But I really enjoyed your text messages about <laughs> how bad Jason Goes to Hell is and how bad you hate the New Line Cinema Jason movies. Dude, I was like, okay, so I'm 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 trying to get caught up on PHP for that job. So I was just like going over fucking all these PHP tutorials and just going over shit. Take a break and I come on. I'm like, oh, it's right. I think somebody has to be playing it. Of course, the stations that were playing it backwards from like eight up, I don't have. And mm. at the time when I was watching, they were playing like two and three. I only have AMC and they were on Jason Goes to Hell. That's I'm a like, shame. Oh, fuck it. I'll turn it on. Like, I was like, I hear people still. I'm like, I haven't watched this in forever. I've heard people still kind of claiming they, they like it. I'll. Uh, let's see if my opinion's changed. No, my opinion's not changed. That movie fucking sucks. I fucking hate it. It fucking... The, I'm just going to say, one of the biggest is the music alone is it's like a weird mix of not quite Harry Manfredini, but trying to be a little bit mixed with full moon pictures. Mm. So like circusy, like whimsical yeah. sounding. Yeah, it's fucking bad. Like, just the score itself is bad. And honestly, if you really think of it in terms of full moon, I could see that being a full moon movie. Yeah, I could too. With the um, humor that they tried to slide in there, and the, sucks. Um, just the first fucking five minutes of that movie, I just want to turn it off. The like the only good part about that movie is like the first opening two minutes opening or closing two minutes because the opening two minutes you see Jason, but it's right before a SWAT team. The SWAT team shows up with spotlights and fucking spirits leave his body, and then the last two minutes is just Freddy's claw coming up grabbing the mask. Yeah, and I'm gonna say book ended two in the beginning, two at the end. That's what makes that fucking movie. Everything else can fucking fuck off. Yeah, I agree. And I know I'm, we're probably going to get hate for that. I don't care. Yeah, hate away. <laughs> and I will say this. I don't like anything past Manhattan, but I'll take Jason X over Jason Goes to Hell. See, I, I, fucking, I mean, I probably my, would too because at least that one's just a straightforward slasher. That's what I mean. It, but I still I can't stand that movie. I fucking hate it too. But the first half of it is just like a a blueprint Jason slasher, like a Friday the thirteenth movie. Before he turns into Resident Evil fucking super Jason and yeah. you know, whatever happens after that. I don't even the, the only talk about that movie where where they try like defending it is the uh the scene where he fucking freezes her head. 
and then fucking blasts it. Face salad. Yeah, that's the only thing everybody ever says about that's good about that movie. That's the only way they defend that. Whenever I'm talking to somebody, like, oh, well, that fucking kill. I mean, you can't base the whole movie on that one fucking kill. No, the movie sucks, but that kill, kind of cool. No, the, yeah, the kill's all right. I, I think it's pretty fucking cool. I mean, for what it is, but I'm not going to base a whole movie on, like, one kill. That That's absurd. Yeah, well, it's like I saw somebody post, like, a comic about uh, Prom Night. And it was basically about how they don't like it. And they just said it was like then line was one severed head does not a good movie make. Oh, gotcha. And right. they're basically basically saying like that's the only good thing about that fucking movie. Yeah, see, um, I'd have to disagree with that. Prom Night is definitely not one of my favorite like top tier slashers. But I like it because it has eerie moments. Yeah. And uh when he's chasing that chick through the hallways with the axe and the mm-hmm. ski mask on, it's just pretty fucking cool, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I don't know. As far as like Jason X and Jason goes to hell, and I, I'm still sold on the fact that New Line Cinema tried to bury its competition by putting out some of the most awful movies with the Jason name. Like it's, as much as it doesn't make sense because at that point they own those rights, so they'd want to make money. I honestly can't argue it because those fucking movies that they released suck. Yeah. They're the worst movies. And everybody's like, oh, it's fucking better than eight. It's better than any of the sequels for Friday the 13th. Like, no, man. New Line Cinema shit sucks. Yeah, it does. New Line Cinema stuff is geared 100% towards, like, 2,000 kids. Yes. Like, I even remember I bought uh, Freddy vs. Jason. And I watched it. And I was just like, at that point, actually, first time I watched it, I was just kind of like, eh, on it. And then my little cousins were over, and they wanted a scary movie, so I went upstairs and grabbed that because I was like, "It's a newer one, whatever." It's I know I know kind of picks up pace right away. Mm-hmm. Put it in for, but I just kind of stood around watching it with them, and it just drove it home more and more how bad that movie is. It's pretty bad. <laughs> I was gonna say, don't horrible. even get me started on Freddy versus Jason because that's worse than fucking anything in the world. But no, for both franchises. And then we knew we've we've both got into discussions or hate talk or whatever about the fucking remake. Oh yeah, the uh, like it's not. I mean, I hate on it mainly because it's a remake. That's one of the I just hate on every remake. We're talking done. There's just so many fucking things. Mm-hmm. Why has he got like bells and shit set up, and why is he holding somebody hostage? And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got fucking tunnels. <laughs> I did want to bring one thing up about that remake, though. Yeah. When you were talking about how it pissed you off that Jason was, like, all of a sudden a professional archer. No, that was, it, that pissed off somebody at my work. Oh, my, I thought it like, pissed you off. I mean, it's... it's. I don't question as much. I, I You like fucking horror movies. You got to be able to just take shit as, like, shit happens it is what it is that pistol like somebody i used to work with off that and the fact that he hung a chick on a fucking towel hook and it didn't break off the door he was like it would fucking break off the door (laughs) there's no way a towel hook probably bought at walmart is gonna hold fucking a hundred pound body that's true (laughs) but again like you said 
you got to take things in stride sometimes. Certain things you just got to accept. And because in the last three days I've watched the first eight. Yeah. In part three, he hits a chick in the eye. With a fucking spear spear gun, gun. With one hand. With one hand. Aiming it with one hand. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can, you gotta accept shit. Yes. But maybe he always was a good archer. I don't know. <laughs> he was a good marksman. <laughs> he was a good marksman, yeah. But um, I just always thought that was funny. And uh, another funny little story. My mom called me the other day and said that the uh, Friday the 13th remake was on TV. And she could only make it through like 20 minutes of it. And she had to turn it off because it scared her too much. Well, the remake, they get, it's fucking like brutal in the very beginning. Yes, it is. The first like 10, 15 minutes of it are great. Yeah. Some cool kills. And there's a whole weed field. And I can't remember what Dan was playing, like Ario Speedwagon or something with his glow stick and his, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know. Lots of pot and chicks getting burned alive and bear traps and. Wait, is that in fucking the remake? Y- yeah, man. Oh, the 2009 you, I thought, reboot. I thought you just I thought you just mixed in Freddy vs. Jason where they're killing the people at the fucking rave party in the corn patch. No, no. <laughs> the uh, the chick gets trapped in the sleeping bag and it it's over the campfire and she burns oh, alive inside of it and then yeah. the one dude gets the fucking bear trap and Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the first like that's killer and that was like baghead Jason at yeah. the, you know in the beginning pretty cool i felt um, like i mean honestly they could have done that movie better if they honestly i, I would have looked over the fact that it was a remake if they did it any fucking in my mind respect yeah because there's remakes i like yeah me too i honestly i didn't mind the maniac remake as much as i thought i was going to be 100 percent against it that's i think it's because in. they went completely different route yes but they did it i don't know with going a completely different route they did it right they still paid homage to the original. Oh yeah, and the score was phenomenal, dude. When that first, when that movie first got announced, and they announced that Elijah Wood was gonna play him, I was like, "Shut the fuck up!" I'm like, "Dude, fuck off!" Mm-hmm. Like, it's another shit remake that shouldn't get made. And then I finally watched it, and I was like, "All right, <laughs> like, I, I, all right." For me, it was like, I understand Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street getting remade. And Halloween, but I didn't see Maniac coming. I didn't. Now you're tapping into like the golden era. Well, you're gonna. I'm actually surprised it hasn't happened more. It's happened a little bit where you're getting these like for anybody outside of the horror community, these unheard of movies remade, so they don't even know the remakes. Right, My Bloody Valentine. Damn it, dude! That 3D remake was atrocious. It was atrocious, but. They're remaking movies that were yeah. a part of the golden era of, Black, of horror movies. Black Christmas. Black Christmas. Which I guess it was a little before the golden era, but... It was. Yeah, that's very true. I um, want to say at one point there was discussions of the burning. That would be fucking atrocious if they tried to... There's no way. Yeah. There's just no way. I would have to... I would boycott... I would I would pick it. I would burn my theater down. <laughs> I would fucking stand outside with a picket sign. But um, in other news, Jared and I went and seen Witch Trap. Fuck yeah, man! Missed him uh, twice. Well, missed him once. For, uh, first time, they didn't get into the country. Right. So sure, got canceled. 
that was like five years ago. And then like a year and a half ago, they came and played. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to it. Buddy of mine got attempted to get roughed up, but obviously he had a bunch of friends there. Beat the shit out of this dude, kicked him out, and everybody laughed about it. <laughs> yeah. Then they just came and played. Yeah. That was a killer show. That's like an those amazing you, show, man. Yeah, it was great. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Witch Trap is, they're a thrash band from Columbia. Three-piece. Three-piece. The fact that that fucking guitar player sings and plays those riffs. It's pretty amazing. And um, they headlined, and they played with Acid Witch and Sukuzu. And that was a really killer show. A lot of good people there, family kind of. Uh, it was it was basically like anybody, everybody there for the most part knew each other. Yeah, which in was one cool. way, shape, or form, we were, we were everybody there was connected to somebody in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, it was cool. Tony was there, and um, Sukuzu tore it up per usual. Fuck yeah! Acid Witch played uh, two songs on their upcoming album. Yeah, I forgot they played the other one that we haven't. Cheap heard. Gore. Yeah, that song's pissed. It's fucking awesome, dude. It's about uh, SOV. Mm-hmm. SOV fucking gore flicks. Yep. And that was really cool. And uh, man, Witch Trap just fucking melted my face off. Those riffs are so good. Dude, that guy's fucking. That guy's pretty funny too. He is pretty funny, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm he's from Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, yeah. mate. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> Like, the fuck does he care that you're from Cleveland? Yeah, I know. From fucking Columbia. You think of a shit? I know. But they came all the way from Columbia. Um, it was my first time seeing Witch Trap. Uh, killer face melting thrash metal, man. They're just fucking awesome. Hell yeah. What I liked is uh, the next day we were driving to Cinema Wasteland, which we'll get into. And uh, Johnny was scrolling through his phone and came across uh, their Instagram. And they talked about the Detroit show. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, if you've seen the, I can't remember what, like, heavy metal, like, video from, like, the 80s or 90s that he was talking about. He's like, have you seen that video where everybody's fucking going crazy from, like, the beginning all the way to the end? He's like, that was fucking Detroit. Yeah. And I was like, which was kind of cool because, yeah, that, that fucking scene's pissed. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I felt a little out of um, place at Witch Trap just because of how much I was getting into Witch Trap. Did you see me? I seen you, but I, I felt like I was making people around me uncomfortable because I was Tim just were going there. nuts. I was like next to Tim, and Tim was going like this, and I was like punching the stage. Tim was like fisting up, and I'm just like punching the fucking stage. <laughs> Dude, we were going fucking ape shit. Yeah, that was great. Jared, other Jared, not Sakuzu Jared, not my Jared, but <laughs> other Jared and Johnny from Sakuzu were extremely intoxicated Fuck, which is yeah. cool it wasn't a bad thing dude but we were all just raging dude it was fucking cool yeah and um yeah man they, their whole set was was really good and we ended up getting a, a reprint acid witch shirt that night yeah dude fucking uh the get those kids fucking stone shirt get those kids, kids fucking, fucking high, high yeah i had the, like the original one that came out fucking f- shit was that a I got it from Hell's Headbangers, but I want to say it was right when Stone came out. But right before 2010, somewhere. I think it was right before Stone came out. That was, cause it was like an old design. Mm-hmm. And I had it. That shit shrunk weird as shit. Yeah. I got rid of it. Sent it to Brit, actually. Yeah. She has it. Well, you got a new one now. And now, so. yeah, I was pissed off because I kind of still wanted the shirt, but it just didn't fit. Yeah. 
And yeah, they reprinted them. I'm fucking happy about it. Pretty sure Josh from St. Louis has that shirt. Does he? I seen him wearing it at Horror Hound. Hell That's yeah. why it looked familiar when uh, Mike pulled him out of the box. I was like, I've seen that shirt. The original before. one on the back, which is the only thing I didn't like about it, in like huge letters, just says "Get those kids fucking high" across the whole back down. Oh, I like it with it blank on the yeah, back. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, I didn't, well, I didn't like. Well, I'm not big on back prints unless it's like tour shirts and shit. True story. But like the lettering was like, eh, whatever. It's like, gotcha. Whatever. But yeah, that was a that was a killer show, and Acid Witch was killer, and oh yeah, um, yeah. They uh, always good to see those guys. You know, I feel like lucky that I live in Detroit and I can see Acid Witch like every time they play. You better believe I sent a video to Brit. Oh, I could imagine. Oh yeah, and she's just like fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> But um, uh, we also went to Cinema Wasteland. Yeah. Uh, Tom Atkins was there. I always forget her fucking name. Linnea Quigley was there. The chick who played... Um, Elsa was there. Elsa, I can't remember her name. I always forget her name. I don't know. I can't remember it. She was there. She was cool. Yeah, she was super cool. I was actually over there at one point with Lewis. It was like nobody was at her table. It was like me, Lewis, and I think Johnny. And she was just like cool as fuck, man. Mm-hmm. Just we were just bullshitting. Yeah, yeah. She was she was cool. I got to meet her. Um, Jared uh, scored a witch trap vinyl record of No Anesthesia. Oh yeah, Hell's Head Hell's Headbangers. Yeah, pissed off Johnny because he wanted it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and to backtrack, we went. Jared and I went to cinema with Johnny from Sakuzu, so it was the three of us. We seen Lewis there. We hung out with Acid Witch both nights. Well, fuck. Uh, Saturday night was like a basically almost like a who's who of like the metal scene there. Pretty much. Dudes from fucking Hell's Headbangers, fucking uh, Evil Speak people who also run um, Ra- Razorback Records. Razorback. Yeah. Um, fucking which obviously some death metal guys from we like random death metal dudes were there we're in bands passing off shit we scored a fucking tape and some stickers of a band called swine infection i still haven't listened to it but i just put it up there i found it in my vest pocket i'm like what the fuck like oh wait yeah yeah i gotta check it out we had a fire fred vogel walked in yep yeah that was was a good time uh justin lewis's justin Oh yeah, Justin from uh, Briarwood Entertainment. He had uh, moonshine. Fucking yeah, moonshine. Him and his dad made like peach moonshine. Peach moonshine smelled way harsher than it tasted. Yeah, it didn't taste it bad. At pretty all. dangerous, dude. Yeah. It tasted really good. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. I actually drank that both nights. Had a little sip both nights, and uh, that was pretty cool. But um, dude, you weren't there for it. But uh, it was a. Uh, it was the night of was it the night of the part? No, it wasn't the night of the fire. It was the night before, so it was Friday night, I think. Mm-hmm. W- went to the pool with everyone, and like putrid uh, artist dude from uh, Chicago, I think he's from. He's already swimming in the pool. Everybody else just hanging out. It's like me, Johnny, uh, Tim, and all them. And me and Johnny sit in like one of like the lounge chairs, and Johnny's keep going back and forth about wanting to swim or not. Then finally, he's like, "Fuck it." I'm going to go swimming. Takes off, like, one boot. Gets one boot, like, halfway undone. And, like, chick from the front desk at the hotel comes in. And she's like, our pool closed at, like, 11 o'clock. At this point, it's, like, 1 in the morning. Mm. And Johnny's like, 
other side of the fucking room, basically. Dude, what the fuck? I was about to get naked. Her response, sorry, love, I'm all out of singles. <laughs> Just turns around and walks out. Yeah. Denied. He's like, dude, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Poor uh, poor Johnny. Yeah, poor fucking Johnny that weekend, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Probably not, but <laughs> poor Johnny on Sunday. Yeah, poor Johnny on fucking Sunday. Yeah, welcome to the club, motherfucker. He's like, oh. <laughs> way too much pizza, way too much cheese, way too much alcohol, way too much pot. I'm like, yeah, man. I just need to eat a fucking salad and get my butt. My body hates me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the con crud going on, man. I'm like, yeah, dude. Welcome to Sunday nights being at a convention all weekend. Yep, con crud. At least you don't got to fucking drive home. Yeah. But uh, so cinema was a success. It was fun. It was cool hanging out with Johnny. We, I got to hear Sacrilege for the first time. I can't believe I never showed you those guys. I, I can't those. believe you didn't either because those guys are fucking phenomenal. Uh, yeah. We jammed some Axe Grinder. Uh, that was cool. And um, I ended up scoring a Boogeyman shirt and a Faces of Death shirt. And did I buy any movies? I don't. No. Oh, I bought. Uh, did you? Yeah, Demented. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, which I haven't watched yet. I it was buy, a bootleg DVD. I didn't buy shit for movies. Yeah, I didn't. I, I bought it from my T-shirt guys because they actually restocked and shit. So. Oh wait, no, I bought a movie from Vinegar Syndrome. It was their one of their drive-in double features. It was too fucking. It was Executioner Part Two, and something else. Okay. But I can't remember the other one. I didn't even know that. That's cool. And uh, Johnny ended up getting a, a Ozzy Osbourne doll, doll. which was pretty Rocket cool. From uh, no Blizzard of Oz. Blizzard. Yeah, and uh, he ended up getting a bunch of movies from uh, Massacre Video. Yeah, he bought it. I honestly wish he would have said he was going to buy from them. I would have picked up movies that I know he would have. He would have dug. Yeah. So he kind of just something like I went with this and I didn't know about this. I grabbed that and I can't remember what it was, but there was one movie on there. And I'm like, you're probably not going to dig that, but. Yeah. Whatever, dude. You bought it, and you at least you supported Massacre Video. Right on. Yeah. Well, that's Jimmy buys everything he can from Massacre, and if he doesn't like it, he, he just gives, gives it, it to, to me. you. Yeah. I scored a copy of Five 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 on VHS from Jimmy. Yeah. He didn't care for the, the movie. Fucking slip. Like, yeah, the, the slip fucking slipcase, which actually is a hot commodity. Yeah. Yeah, it's going for like a hundo on eBay. Yeah. I'm but, pretty lucky. Jimmy's a fucking solid dude. Oh yeah. Love him to death. Fucking uh, Massacre Video is about to release Devil, which uh, Chop Muff's fucking big box. That big box itself goes for a shit ton. He's yeah. got the rights to it. It's a ch- uh, Chinese movie. The and big one. Nightmare of the Damaged Brain. Nightmares and a Damaged Brain. Which is, uh, there's going to be some things on that that are going to be awesome. Little little special features. I'm not saying exactly what they are because I don't even think Lewis is going to say exactly what they are. But you'll see them when you see them. And they're definitely worth checking out. Yeah, I'm actually excited about that. He uh, he was saying something about that at the convention. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he's not he's not gonna draw attention to it. No, he's just gonna blame, just kind of play it off. You're just gonna have to find it, or well, it's gonna be on there, but he's just not. It's not gonna be like he's advertised. not drawing attention to what it is yeah yeah but it's definitely something worth checking out especially if you know anything about the history of nightmare of the damaged brain yeah and you're not tom sabini 
<laughs> you'll you'll enjoy it. <laughs> yes. Um, which pretty cool. I heard a couple people come by his booth and say, "Oh my God, you're putting out Nightmare," and I thought that was pretty cool because that's a good movie and you know another uh, another company did it first, but he's combining basically shit that they didn't have plus the shit that they did do. Was this recent? Yeah, like a year or so ago. And oh, okay. he's also they've also got um fucking part of this part of it it's like they they cut the film a little bit where you would see way more than they show and he's got the original film. Okay. So it's not cropped in that scene. Cool. So you're going to see it's going to be more unedited than it's really shown before. Cool. Oh. Not, that it, not that it was really censored, but it's like the studio when it first got released, cut it. And that they like, like it's what the frame in like this much and they raised up how much they were framing in. So you didn't see like a certain bit. Gotcha. He basically, he's got the full film now so you can see the whole fucking thing. Okay. And for our listeners that don't have eyes, I moved, was, I moved. I moved from like the bottom and up a few inches. <laughs> yeah. Like just picture, picture With like the a fingers. frame. Just picture a frame of the film being like cropped in a little bit. Yeah. So you don't see what's happening below. Like a, a super certain, wide screen. Yeah. So you don't see what's happening below. Yeah. Well, that was cropped. You really didn't realize it before. Lewis got a hold of like OG shit, and it's gonna be shown as it should be. Sweet. Hell yeah. Um, and that's that's uh, Cinema Wasteland. And then uh, Fister. Then we went and seen like the Fister. weekend after. Yeah, uh, it was Jared's birthday. My birthday was on the yeah on the show on the day of the show on Sunday. the day of the show. It was last Sunday. Um, got in for free. Got a bunch of happy birthdays like fucking the whole night. Yeah, yeah. And um, be sure to wish him a happy birthday on Instagram <laughs> if you're you know so inclined and you're listening to our podcast but uh it was sikuzu once again opened up a band called un un from seattle they were like a funeral doom really slow drony crushing heavy fog machine dude i loved it so fucking cool it. yeah they were fucking awesome and of course fisters just like my favorite band so they uh they tore my face off. They were so fucking good that night. And it was good seeing, like, you know, all the usual suspects again. Yeah. Um, that band doesn't, like, it's, it blows my mind that in Detroit that band doesn't get much love, honestly. But I honestly, it's, it's because, for the most part, in Detroit, Doom doesn't get much love. Mm-mm. It is a straight metal punk it is. fucking scene. It is. Metal punk, street, very street. Mm-hmm. Which in Barry Grind, uh, the Grind shows even though like because I was a part of that like even the Grind shows are like you only have if 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 it's on like an off day or it's like a Sunday or during the week you only get the legit fucking Grind people that show up and it's not that big. Okay, let me say this then: the Grind scene here is bigger than the Doom scene. I I would be inclined to believe that, yes. I would agree with that. Even though Beast in the Field's gone. Well, yeah, but fucking nobody here cared about them either. No, that's what I'm saying. But they, at least people came out to see them. Yeah. You know? 
and they well, they played with a wide array of bands too you know detroit scene it's like a weird it, i don't want to say this because this word honestly puts a bad taste in my mouth when i hear it but it's almost an, an elitist scene it took me a long time to show up at the precinct and i'm still yeah but you that was you like there's no other reason like i kept telling you for like years like because i felt like there was elitists that were gonna fucking give me shit for being there you gotta listen to me you gotta listen to me and i did and i do and i've seen and discovered and experienced so many good bands because of it mm-hmm. at the precinct and precinct sweet man yeah they're not going to give you shit for shit because i mean the shit that you think they're going to give you shit about they're into stuff that's like dumber than what you think they're going to think you're into yeah i i, I can see that <laughs> they're just in like uh, i don't even know but yeah but what I was going back to, like almost like a lead scene, like the fucking dudes who are like most in, more in the metal, they're very picky about the shit that they listen to. True story. It's either got to be metal as fuck and like true metal. Yes. That almost has, and almost all that metal has to either come from like a very honest new album. I would agree. Or a very honest punk background. Yes. And if it's not either of those, they don't care. And when it comes to Doom, they don't care right (laughs) yeah which is fine i mean i just it's me yeah i enjoy the uh dude i'm the same way i I, i've told you this a hundred times about like certain friends i have where it's like i go into that group i will never talk about this like xyz music that i listen to bands i listen to because i know they don't give a fuck about it and they don't listen to that shit and they're just like turn their nose up at it so it's like when i hang out with this group they don't like these bands I listen to. When I hang out with this group, they don't like these bands that I listen to. Yeah. It's like no matter what group I'm in, there's always a chunk of bands that I listen to that that group doesn't like. Right, man. Fister was a fucking awesome, though. Fister was great. Man. Yeah, Fister was great. Un was great. Uh, Sakuzu, I think that was one of my favorite times seeing Sakuzu. That was a good show. They were They were on that night. They were really on that night, and they played new material and a couple covers. They did a Bathory cover. That was really cool. Bathory and a fucking Onslaught cover. Yes. They played the Onslaught cover before. It's on their uh, Dystopian Dogs tape. Yeah. Um, which I finally have. I finally have my shirt and my tape from Sakuzu. Thank you, guys. <laughs> fucking awesome. I've only been asking for it forever, but... only been harping on that subject for... Uh, about seven months episodes after episodes of the <laughs> podcast but uh yeah super thanks for that and um dude fucking went up to uh kenny after the show i was like bullshit with him i was like yeah dude i gotta you know how fucking uh teflon dave fucking sent me that text. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fucking recording my pussy ass fucking pop punk vocals and i gotta hear fucking fister jamming next door <laughs> yeah what'd he say well i talked to kenny about it i was like yeah dude i got a buddy of mine who uh i think he jams where you jam he was like he was recording there he's like oh what 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 band and i was like horror section and he's like oh, okay dude he's like i know those. he's like we never played a show with them but i know them he's like their drummer records our shit 
And like that blew me away because I'm like, Dave, you never told me that. Yeah, what the fuck, man? And he's like, I was like, yeah, I was like kind of laughing. Like, I was like, I, t- I kept telling Dave that I was my buddy that I was going to fucking uh, screen cap this and post it on your page. He's like, no, those dudes are fucking cool. He's like, we just never, I never really met most of them. We never played a show together. He's like, but they're what it is. I mean, that's what I fucking told him. Yeah. Two totally opposite ends of the spectrum. Oh, yeah. Two totally that's opposite right. ends of spectrum, but also two totally awesome guys. Yeah, for sure. Oh, they yeah, in, like, in any circle. Even when I walked up, he's like, "Dude," he's like, "I," he's like, "You were at one of our last shows." I like, I was actually at like two of your last shows, but yeah, he's like, "Yeah, I fucking know. I remembered you." Yeah. Fucking, and they're both really into horror too. Yeah, like the dudes in Fister are into horror, especially Kenny and the drummer. Oh well, okay. well shit, Kenny had a brand new fucking creep show tattoo of the fucking uh crate monster. Oh, did he? Yeah, it was oh, like Oh, I fresh. think I remember you telling me that. And yeah. I was like, that's a fucking pissed tattoo, dude. He's like, oh, thanks, man. It's like three weeks old. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. I've seen the drummer wearing Shockwave shirts. That's pissed. Um, Kenny was wearing a Videodrome shirt at the show that we seen. I honestly didn't even pick up on that. Yep. Yep. Um, so they're into horror, and horror section is obviously into horror. So Everything they've released has been about a horror movie. Yeah. So I'm going to go with yes. Well, except for the split. The split they did, that 12-inch split that you got. Oh, yeah. I don't think that was like based around an actual movie. No. But every of their own releases have been based around a movie. Yep. But uh, super solid guy. Could you imagine a hang sesh? With Teflon and Kenny, that'd be amazing. That'd be Kinda so killer. Make it happen. Yeah, I almost we we need to plan a trip to St. Louis, and I'll hit up fucking Kenny on Facebook and be like, "Hey man, we're gonna be in St. Louis. Like, what's a good bar to hang? Out? Like, you want to come meet us at a bar, and we'll get Teflon to come with us." And I'm like, "Teflon, this is Kenny from Fister." Hate to cut you off, Kenny's bar, the Crow's Nest. Oh, yeah, he fucking, I forgot about it. We'll just go to his I forgot about that. Yeah, we'll just fucking go to fucking Crow's Nest. He works there when he's not on tour. Yeah. So we'll fucking show up there, and they always have stag, like 50 cents or something. Get Teflon. Yeah, we'll get Teflon. and You guys need to meet up. We got to fucking set up the most awkward split ever, fucking chorus section fister split. Oh, that would be fucking (laughs) sweet. (laughs) They could cover each other's songs. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> How would that go? How would Horror Section turn a Fister song into a Pop Pump song? I don't know. But maybe the Horror Section side, the song could be called Fist Her, and the Fister side could be Horror Sex Shin. Well, there was my drunk ass when we were talking about it in that group chat. Or maybe not. Where I said, uh, Horror Section Fister. And then I came down, letting Killing out, and on the dry erase board of my fridge, I started drawing somebody fisting somebody in the horror section of a, of video, a video store. store. <laughs> horror section fister. That's fucking awesome, dude. I came down the next morning and lost me. Like, I forgot I did that. Dude, when Teflon texted us that, that he was, like, recording vocals, dude, I'm like, dude, horror section fister split. Make it happen. Yeah. But, uh... Jimmy was on board for that too. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy was like 100. percent As soon as you said that, he was like drawing up plans, making phone calls. I know he's like he's all over it and shit. Starting to go fund me for the record. Yeah, yeah. Putting more effort into that than he is herbivore. Okay, you guys got to fucking record that shit. Yeah, we need to get herbivore up on on the fucking up and up, dude. Mike said, "Come over for a movie night. You can record it while doing the movie." Yeah, we're gonna have to. Um. 
But yeah, um, personally, on on my end, I'm really stoked. It's baseball postseason time. Uh, sorry, Teflon and Josh and Steven <laughs> and all you guys that the Cardinals are not in the postseason. Don't feel bad. My Tigers suck. And Verlander's pitching for Houston now. It's a mess here in Detroit. It's an absolute mess. But hockey season started pretty fucking cool. The Wings are 4-1. and one. Can't, can't complain. I don't know how the Blues are doing, but that's a pretty big pretty big deal for me i love baseball um and pretty much that's what we've done right that's what we've been doing yeah and then we have a uh, primitive man coming up uh, october 29th yeah. with bell witch anybody that's into doom which i know uh chris from st louis he's into doom mm-hmm if you do hear this before the 22nd of October, the new Bell Witch album comes out on the 22nd of October. Anyone listening to this, the drummer passed away. They replaced the drummer. They're a band again. It's fucking phenomenal. It's called Mirror Reaper. It's going to be really good. Really drony, crushing, slow, doomy stuff. Uh, the new Primitive Man album came out. It's called Caustic. came out last week. Holy fuck, man. Doing shots of gutter water, <laughs> sticking your hand in rusted chain. This shit's no joke, man. It's really claustrophobic, suffocating, nihilistic, heavy, negative, evil, pissed off music. I love it. I can't get enough of it. I've been listening to it nonstop. And uh, it, for me, it's album of the year. And we're going on November now, so a lot of albums have come out this year. That you different genres, albums of the year. Yep, yep. <laughs> and now I claim that the new Primitive Man is the album of the year. So, uh, yeah, dude, it's really good. Check out the new Primitive Man if you're into heavy music. Even if you're not, check it out, man. You might, you'll probably hate it, but that's okay because they want you to. <laughs> Um, I need to get better at describing bands, man. That's why everybody listens to your bands you recommend. And nobody listens to the bands I recommend. Because I just be like, yeah, it's this. And you go into a fucking thesis about what the band sounds like. You paint a picture. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm, I'm telling you, it's sonically. I just, and take, thematically. I just take a brush and dip it in watercolor and throw it. And you like take oil paints and paint a fucking landscape in Northern Ireland. Yeah, I Bob Ross that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's just uh, it. They're one of my favorite bands, and uh, sonically and thematically, super negative, super pissed off at everything that's going on in the country and in the world today. I highly recommend the new Primitive Man album. So there, there's my uh, music uh, aspect Hell yeah. portion. Um, I've been listening to Macabre. Killer. And there's my music portion. Listen to Macabre, Sinister Slaughter, and Macabre, the Dahmer album. Okay, Dahmer. I was going to say Dahmer yeah. fucking rules. I've been jamming both of those fucking albums. That's awesome, dude. I yeah. think uh, Sinister Slaughter has my favorite fucking song, which is Vampire Dusseldorf. That has to be one. That's seriously up there as one of my favorite fucking Macabre songs ever. Fuck yeah. And, uh, yeah, the whole... But Dahmer, let's go back to the Dahmer album. Dahmer album. Listen to the fucking Dahmer album. Yeah, the whole Dahmer album is fucking 
awesome, dude. That was the first one I heard. Yeah. Uh, Zach from uh, Shit Life showed me that. Like, he, fuck, we were like 18. I was 18. He was like 16. I was like, fuck, these guys are fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm, I'm so upset that I missed them. Seen them twice. That's fucking sweet, dude. Seen them with, uh, I always fucking mistake this tour. It was them. And then the headliner was. What the fuck was another, like, death grind band? That came. That was like on the gore side, bigger obituary. Could have been obituary. That makes sense. I don't know. It was like I went with Lewis, and it was out in Pontiac at uh, Crow's Foot, Crow's Nest, Crow's Nest, St. Louis Bar, Crowfoot, the Crowfoot. Yeah, saw him there. In Pontiac. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then I saw him at Berserker Fest. Yeah, I fucking missed that man. I, that was like my the, only opportunity. That's the to main see. reason I went on Sunday was because I wanted to see him again. I know, I know. Berserker Fest that year was so good too. Really was. Um, even though I missed Fistula, I only went on Saturday. I should have just bought the whole fucking weekend pass. Yeah. Then I could have seen Fistula and Acid Witch and Macabre. Oh shit! Did I even see Acid Witch? No, they played Friday. We didn't go. That's why. Okay. Yep. At that point, I think we saw him like. <laughs> handful of times oh for that, sure so it's like whatever yeah but um oh yeah that's dave was talking about being there friday and going through all the fucking like weird rooms in the masonic temple mm-hmm. like hidden passageway rooms and like weird ass fucking doorways and shit yeah like, yeah dude that fucking building <laughs> but um yeah macabre that's cool that you've been listening to them dude that's fucking awesome came the fuck out of them. uh i know cannibal corpse is coming That'd be cool if we went and seen them. Are they? Yeah. Not a festival? Nope. They're coming with Power Trip. American Power Trip or Canadian Power Trip? Well, I'm going to say it's American Power Trip. Canadian Power Trip's more like a grind band. No, Power Trip thrash metal band? Yeah, it's the American Power Trip. Dave, uh, nobody really likes him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, in town there. That show was happening, and I was like, I'm probably not going. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, what the fuck? He's like, fucking power trip, dude. But, um, yeah. I've uh, also been jamming Trench Hell. Check them out if you never heard of them. They have an album called Southern Cross Ripper. Fucking Australian thrash. Just Amazing. absolutely killer, yeah. And, um, you know, Witch Trap and things like that. But, uh, that's it for that. I think that's it for that. You want to actually get into the episode? Let's do it, man. <laughs> that was all like the. Uh, <laughs> that was like the for like the. No, that's just catching in. up. That's just the catch up, man. That's just the catch up. Catching catch up on what's going on with our lives. Let's get to the mustard. Mustard. We're uh, we are being very <laughs> unoriginal because we wanted to not put any thought into this episode, and we're talking about Friday the Thirteenth, one through eight, and uh, so that's what we're gonna do. But I kind of wanted like. Before we get into it, like, because there's a couple things that I think about anyway. What's your, I think when it comes down to the series, what's your favorite that you could point to? Like, what's your favorite movie in the series? Oh, my favorite is by far part four, the final chapter. Um, and because Tom Savini did the special effects and Joseph Zito from the prowler produced it oh, and directed it directed it i'm sorry yeah um and 
Uh, the kills were fucking awesome, and Jason was just really pissed. And I thought that Ted White did a fucking phenomenal job as Jason. Mm-hmm. So, and they were supposed to kill him off, and Corey Feldman was in it, and uh, he had a hot mom and a hot sister. Hot mom, hot sister, hot fucking twins, hot twins. Um, also, the chick from American Ninja was in it, and the dude from Hell Knight was in it. Yeah, dude from Hell Knight was in it. Yeah, the main guy from Hell Knight was in it and crispin glover what the fuck that's my favorite in the series that fucking yeah we're gonna we'll get into a little shit from the movie but yeah yeah that's my favorite what's your favorite dude honestly it's it's i'm gonna say between four and three but i'm just gonna kind of group in two three four because (laughs) that that just that group of sequels yes i i I love it Mm. see for me the close and I mean microscopic close second is the first one. Oh, first one's amazing. See, in my mind, in my mind I'm not even including the first one because the first one's tops. Yeah, that is the just, first one. That is that's what it is. Oh man, it's just and honestly, a standalone slasher. A whole other argument altogether is there shouldn't have been a second. There should have been a beginning of a new franchise. True. But yeah, first one's amazing. Yeah, the first one I, I threw that in first, obviously on Thursday night. I, man, what a fucking phenomenal slasher, dude! It, it's just standalone. If there was no sequels, that movie by itself, awesome. Yeah, just fucking the kills are great, the story's great, twist at the end, good twist, good twist at the end. And Tom Savini also did the special effects in that one. Yeah. Um. We'll fucking just roll into the first one from this. Okay. Because I remember, I remember being a kid at my aunt's house and the first one coming on and being told that I couldn't watch it. And I remember hearing my mom asking why and my aunt saying, because there's fucking nudity in it. Oh, that sucks. So I'm like, what the fuck's going on over here, guys? Like, Yeah, <laughs> that's score, a dude. bummer, dude. You guys are over here like all the... All like the Mom, aunt, and like I think there's another aunt. There's like basically a party because it was like my mom, my dad, aunt, my uncle, another aunt, other uncle, me, and then the two younger cousins. It's like a goddamn party in the house, and you guys are going to worry about what we're watching on TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, me, the thing that stuck out the most uh, for the the first one, I remember the first time I seen it was was when Mrs. Voorhees was saying, "Killer, mommy, killer." And oh, it yeah. just creeped me out when she was talking to herself. And she's like, don't worry, Jason. I won't. You know, I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Like, it really creeped me out in the score and, like, the sound effects that they had and everything. I was just like, wow, man, this is fucking crazy. And the the Kevin Bacon kill, uh, I've always been really weird about my trachea and my neck. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't wear turtlenecks for a reason and just the arrow through the neck and the blood squirting out it just oh man dude this movie uh, the very beginning of it well, like the first kill of it I guess where it's like back and it's like they're doing the fucking like humbaya fucking yes Michael rolled the boat ashore shit mm-hmm. and the fucking <laughs> two people go up the guy and the girl go upstairs afterwards and they start messing around mm-hmm. and then who ends up being Mrs. Voorhees comes up and catches them. It's like, we're not doing anything. Kills the kid. Kills the guy. And then the chick's trying to get away. And I've told you this so many times about old movies. 
the fucking Flash. freeze frame, like da, 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 into it. That's that to me is a fucking that that scene in any movie. You do that fucking scene, you basically got me hooked. Unless you ruin the fucking movie, but that, <laughs> right, yeah, the flash to white. It like flashes and like zooms in because it, it like it freezes in like slow mode and froze and then zoomed in and then as it zoomed in it just like went to fucking white yeah and i'm like god damn it dude yeah which also reappears in the second one yes with the uh, wheelchair kill which we'll get into that but yeah the first one excellent fucking i mean what what else can we say about this movie that hasn't already been said right I mean, to be honest, pretty much this whole fucking franchise has been talked about. Yeah, I mean, we're just we're having fun. It was Friday the Thirteenth yesterday. I love these eight movies. I'll talk about them all day. As much as like, you know me and you as well are into just like really obscure fucking gory gore gore films or horror films, absolutely. Or whatever. Everybody, I don't care who the fuck you are, you have a main horror franchise that you go towards as of out of Friday 13th Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Everybody does. Yeah. They have one they like more than the other one that I don't care how fucking obscure the movies you want to watch are. You kind of have a spot in your heart for one of those three. Yeah, for sure. We all grew up in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. I think mine and I could say probably yours is Friday 13th. Yeah. Nate pancakes also. Yeah. His two out, out of the fucking, three main that's that's the one. Oh, for sure yeah um I, yeah it's like we're not gonna sit here and talk about the whole fucking like franchise for halloween because honestly i don't no. care that much about it the yeah. whole franchise same thing with fucking nightmare on elm street it gets to a point where it's just like whatever yeah this is the one or me and you are both this is our out of the main three this is the one we like yeah it is it is and it's how we met was well, it? when we met, I told you that I had a Friday the 13th marathon, and I started oh, off in yeah. Manhattan. <laughs> I was like, the first one I put in was Jason I Takes Manhattan. I remember leaning forward and looking over. You were like, wait a minute. You had a Friday the 13th marathon, and you started with Manhattan? I'm like, yeah. I wanted to watch the one that I least watch first, and I put in Jason Takes Manhattan first. And then I hopped around after that. It was all a mix of like a hodgepodge of different ones, but... Um, but I remember finding out then that you only watch one through eight, which I was stoked about. Yeah, only one through eight. Um, and if if you had a favorite, you said it was three or four, right? It's like I'm gonna go two, three, four. But if I had to really pick a favorite, it's gonna be a tie between like three and four, probably. The other question was, out of the eight movies. Who do you hate the most? Oh, yeah. The fucking... Yeah. What character do you hate the most out of the eight movies? And that's a fucking tough one. It is. Um, It's almost a fucking pair. A pair? Okay. The fucking mom and son from five. Mmm. The hillbilly fucking mom and son. Okay. I can't do it. Okay. I honestly cannot fucking handle either of those two. And I love five, and that's if they didn't have those two characters in five, I'd probably like five way more. Because everything else about five I fucking love. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the most hated 
out of the whole thing is the sheriff from part six. Oh my fucking yes. I fucking can't stand him. He gets on my fucking nerves the whole movie. Yeah. He's just that dude's a that's a piece of shit character. He right sucks, there, dude. man. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like uh, just if I was to pick one that I hate, that's my Cooper from Night mm. Night of the Living Dead. That's mm-hmm. my Cooper. That's that's my asshole. I fucking hate you. You get under my skin. That's him. No, yeah, that's that's a good one. Who do you like the most though out of the eight? Who's your Fuck. favorite? Who's your favorite character? My favorite actual character? Yeah. Oh no, no, I do got this. Um, <laughs> it's gonna sound like I don't because I can't remember her name because I'm fucking pretty drunk right now. Uh, oh, Violet. Violet. Violet's my fucking. Oh, that's girl. a good one. That's my fucking girl, dude. That's a good one, dude. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I I'm I'm in the boat with you. I don't know her fucking name, but part eight, the metal chick. Oh fuck yeah, dude! Fucking the V guitar. Yeah, the V guitar, man. Dude, we had band practice together last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't remember her fucking name. It was a dude's name though, right? Uh, it was a guy's name. You're pissed. You're killing me because I can't think of a name either. But I posted a I posted something about her not too long ago, so I'll be able to find it in like two seconds. And I can't remember her name, and it's fucking killing me. Yeah, same here, man. She's she's my favorite. Mm. JJ. JJ, there you go. Yeah, she's my favorite. Yeah. I just always thought she was super cool with her flying pink flying V and jamming down in the fucking, fucking you know filming her video. Yeah, filming her video with major concert hall echo. Like, <laughs> it's fucking awesome, man. Dude, but, that uh, was fucking uh, mean violet. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite kill? Favorite kill? Um, shit. I still have a spot in my heart for the fucking handstand kill from three. <laughs> See, that's where I'm coming from. That but. kill is fucking like, even if it's nothing super special, it's pretty sweet, but it's so aggressive the way they filmed it. Yeah. That shit's fucking aggressive. It is. I love it. Pretty fucking awesome. Mine was the uh, hedge clippers. Mm. In part five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With fucking Voorhees. Yeah. With the chick. I, I loved it. I thought that was just fucking pissed, man. Especially when he, like, closes them and breaks the bone in between the eyes. So good, man. That's a good one. That actually is a really good one. That's always been my favorite kill in all of them. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, let's, uh... He's got to go out. All right. Ready? So your favorite kill is the uh, fucking chicken. Uh, Part five. Five. Yeah, with Voorhees. the hedge. We got the role because her name is Voorhees. Yeah. What a rack. I think that was another reason why she got the role. I know it was a reason that she got the role. <laughs> but all right, man. So we go. We kind of went over the whole uh, best, worst, whatever. Let's get into it. First one. First one. First one. Uh yeah, like we kind of said, it's it's. I don't even when when somebody asks me the favorite like sequels or whatever, I don't even look at that as part of it because in my mind that's already top. Yeah, I still get the sequels. First one's great, man. Yeah, it is. Like the way. See, I think like how red, green, blue, and yellow go together. Friday the Thirteenth 
Sleepaway Camp, The Burning, and Prowler go together. It's the quintessential slasher film, the first one. Yeah. It's everything you want, and it launched a whole slew of just classic movies of its kind. Pretty much. Like, Friday 13th was copying Halloween, and Mm -hmm. basically they got a bunch of people trying to copy them. Yeah. Like, hmm, Halloween, good idea. Let's throw in some more boobs. Let's throw in some more gore. The way Cunningham said it was, uh, everybody tried to copy me, but they were weren't only copying what I did right, they kept copying what I did wrong. Yeah. He's kind of like, yeah, dude, I can put out a movie. People are just going to try grabbing everything you did in that movie and fucking to do their own thing. Yeah. But, I mean, even, like, everything about that movie, the way it starts, obviously, that's just the scene after, like, the initial intro. Which leads into the fucking credits and all that. Just it's, it just has that feel. Like even there's, there's even other movies that are like camp related and they don't have the same fucking feel. So I have the same feel with the cast. I have the same feel with I don't know anything. Right. Yeah. And Annie's death is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. I they mean, do they do a good job of. Uh, Really concealing who's doing the killings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's almost phenomenal how the way they conceal it in the first one. Yeah, it's almost phenomenal. It's almost a, a phenom idea <laughs> because you totally think it's a guy. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, well, that's just. I, I'm gonna say almost everybody watching any horror movie, your automatic instinct is to think it's probably a guy, especially back in the '80s. Well, yeah, I'm thinking like the way before she killed Annie, the way she was walking through the woods, and it only showed the boots and the pants. Yeah, there, it just seemed like a burly dude. Like I don't know, I don't know. It was weird, but. Totally fucking awesome. The throat cut. Yeah, that fucking it's a good first kill. Yeah. Uh I love the ending of this movie. Uh yeah, I don't think anybody's gonna argue that either. No. Like when she comes she comes into the picture and you never seen her before, so you don't know, like I think almost that should be a point where you're thinking something's up with her. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she comes in the picture you never seen her before and she claims she's friend of the Christie's. But it's like you never fucking seen it in this whole fucking movie, right? Like, and it's, if you really pay attention, to how long the movie's been on for? Like, are they really gonna bring in a whole new character who's not the killer at this point? If you really pay attention to the movie, you will notice that the same jeep that picked up Annie is the jeep she gets out of. So, if you were really paying close attention to the movie when it first came out, you would know that that was the killer when she pulled up in the Jeep. Yeah, true. That's true. Just saying. No, that's true. Yeah. She pulled up in a Jeep. How many people are catching that first run through? Right. True story. True story. You're not expecting, like, you know, Mrs. Voorhees to be a killer, especially how nice she is when she 
first you know shows up on the scene and everything but then she just starts going crazy she's crazy talks man yeah man yeah and uh she starts thinking of uh jason and that's uh (laughs) that's about it man fucking i love it scene where she fucking like smacks the shit out of her yeah she legit smacked the shit out of her. Like, she did first couple takes. <laughs> he fucked her. She had to kind of be told you don't you don't because she came from fucking uh like stage work mainly. Like she did a lot of stage work, mm-hmm. and that's how that's how you hit people. You didn't fake it because because yeah. with film yeah you fake that hit, and they added uh, sound in later. She straight hauled off and smacked her. Yeah, twice. <laughs> that is great. Love it. Smacked her twice. Yeah. But, um... Fucking decap scene. Yeah, the decap scene is fucking one of the best. It's really good. One of the bigger holy shit moments of that era. And then the, uh, obvious, uh, bonus scare. The bonus scare, which they ripped from Carrie. Yes. Which is not even a secret. It's just they ripped that from Carrie. Yeah. But yeah, dude, fucking um, what's his name? I can't remember the kid's name who was originally supposed to play Jason for that part. Mm. It's one of the dudes from uh, is it? Fuck, it's one of the kids. He was a related. He was like the kid of somebody on that on the set. I can't remember his name. He was originally supposed to do it, but the wife wouldn't let the son do it. Because mm. it was like four hours in like a cold ass fucking fall lake. Right. I so badly wish she would have let him do it because then we could have gotten rid of fucking Ari Lehman. Yeah. And he would never be around with First Jason and being the fucking insufferable dude he is. Uh, yeah. I have a picture <laughs> like, with him. A couple of pictures with, with him. Dude, he fucking played. We saw him at uh, The Rocker. Ra- rack and Roll. Oh, Rack and Roll. Rack and Roll. Yeah, and he was just the all, crimson. All he cared about was the chicks. Yeah, I know. Then we saw him at the Whorehound like three months later, and then Creepy he was like, dude. "Oh, the crimson man. Do you know? Do you know what's her name? The dude? blonde. Like, yeah, you know the blonde. I'm like, girl? no, man. I'm just here to say what's up and have a picture taken with you. And that guy should uh, <laughs> that fucking guy, dude. What a mess, dude. But, but yeah, uh, so that happened. That 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 whole scene happens and. I mean, number one's it's it's up there. There's it's a there's a reason it is up there. It's a reason it's looked at as the way it fucking is because that is in my mind that is almost blueprint for how you do a camp slasher. Yeah, no, it is. It's the camp slasher. Yeah, it is. Uh, the second one. The second one, which in my and honestly, it it shouldn't have happened. It should this we should be talking about a whole different franchise right now. Second film should have never came to be. Even the fucking writer said Jason was dead in his script. That fucker was dead. Somehow out of that, we have the best year of the slasher. Well, it's because the the production company insisted on a sequel, and they had to fucking figure out how to make a sequel. And fucking bless them for that, because we have the coolest looking Jason, some really cool fucking kills... Some really hot chicks. Yeah. And, you know, Harry Manfredini doing the score again. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
crazy, weird, bag-headed, rabid hillbilly Jason just running through the fucking woods, man. Something about it I just love, man. There's like a soft spot in my heart for that movie. I, no, I, the second one is fucking awesome, dude. Two is good. It's really good. Um, Amy Steele, she was phenomenal in it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> one of the most cold-hearted kill scenes in the fucking franchise, dude. The guy in the wheelchair, man. Oh, yeah. That's just so cold-hearted. That's a great kill, though. It's so fucking machete to the face. That is Holy a great fuck. fucking kill. My only bitch about this movie is that he used the wrong side of the machete twice. Yeah, yeah. That's they my only bitch about they it. They didn't catch that. No. But I almost want to say they did the same thing in Bay of Blood. Well, I mean, this one ripped that one off heavily, even though they claimed that they didn't know anything about it. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah. I call bullshit on that. They claim, like, oh, yeah, they found out fucking this movie called Bay of Blood. I oh, yeah, know no, the about skewer it. kill. No, <laughs> we'd never seen that before. <laughs> that kill is, like, 100% identical. <laughs> They're still claiming they didn't know anything about that movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man. You borrowed heavily from Italian cinema for that fucking and Sean, movie. Sean Cunningham's like, of course there was movies that came before Friday the 13th. Like... You know, Twitch of the Death Nerve and Halloween and Carrie. It's like, dude, no, you knew what you were doing, man. You knew what you were doing. They just didn't think back then because there's no internet. Like, no one's going to realize this. And we're not in Italy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, that happened over there. This is over here. No one's going to know. No, I know. Yeah, and maybe but, for a long time, probably not many people did know. Right. For a long time, I guarantee not many people knew. Well, I mean, it's it's all good to me. It's Dude, I'm all fine good. with it. Like, I don't care that he did, but at this point, just say you did it. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like that was in the fucking 80s, dude. Just say you fucking did it. Yeah, I know. No one's believing you didn't because those two scenes look identical. Yeah. It's not like you did the same kill in a different way and it was like, holy shit. No, it's like fucking identical. It's the same thing. Um... Second one, the chick from Girls' Night Out is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was two people that played Jason. There were two people that survived. Three people that survived total, actually. Mm, yep. The guy never came back. The redheaded dude who went to the bar with him never came back from yep. the bar. He stayed. Yeah, and then uh, Amy Steele and her boyfriend. Yep. Which the only Friday the Thirteenth where there's three survivors? I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know of another one. Well, if you want to include Muffin, the dog, <laughs> Muffin survived. Muffin. Um, is- oh, and uh, uh, Sandra is in this one. She's uh, the dude with the pickup truck. In the beginning, that gets towed. Yeah. She's also in Slumber Party Massacre 3. All right, yeah. She's the pizza lady. She is. She totally is. Yep. There's that. And, uh, yeah, the second one's great. The ending's fucking cool. Uh, Steve Dash and Warrington Gillette did a hell of a job. Uh, the makeup for Jason was awesome. And I like the baghead Jason. I do. It worked, dude. It really did. It was fucking creepy. They could have stayed with that. They could have. 
But they See, didn't. Honestly, though, I'm, I mean, think about it now, I guess. Would it have had the staying power to do, like, sequel after sequel if it was Bad Kid Jason? Or do you think a lot of it had to do with... That was another thing they ripped off. The new thing. The town that dreaded sundown. Yeah, had the bad head. I don't know. I don't know if it would have had staying power if it was just a bag head. I don't think so either. I almost think, like, the fact that it was, at the time, different. Dude wearing a hockey mask. Had a very distinct look. Mm-hmm kind of played into it being able to do as well as it did movie after movie yeah which brings us to part three part three which had a different script than what they shot ah the original script for that movie the original one that was pitched was almost like a halloween 2 script amy Steele went into the hospital and jason came back to look for her and killed really? everybody in the fucking hospital and was looking for her. Hmm. That was the original script for this movie. Gotcha. Wow. And they fucking uh, rewrote it and decided to do 3D. Yeah. So it could have been a totally different movie. Could have been. Could have been. But Instead, honestly, 4 kind of did the hospital thing. At the beginning, yeah. At the beginning. The beginning. Um, the third one... It's one of the best. It's really good. There's like only a few things I don't like about it, but there's a few things I, I don't like about I it. I love too. that movie, but there's only a few, there's a couple of things that like and eh, you could have done without that. Yeah, and it was mainly the stoners because they seem like they were forty. Yeah, some of them like forty year old dudes. They weren't even like teenagers looking. No, they were they were like older. But uh, the kills are great in this movie. Uh, the handstand kills classic. It's fucking immortal. Um, it's the first one that features the hockey mask. We all know that it's, it was in 3D. I, I don't know if you've ever watched it in 3D, but I have. The stoner people, they were definitely old. Shelley ruled. The chicks in this movie, I think, were the hottest of the series. Chicks three. The chicks in three. Dana Kimmel, who was also in Lone Wolf McQuaid, hot. Yeah. Chick, hammock chick. Mm-hmm. Hot. Just saying. Stoner chick, kind of hot. Fox. I'm going to say you can't forget Fox. Kind of hot. Fox. No, no, fuck that. Not kind of hot. Fox she was hot. hot. She was hot, dude. Um, And the biker gangs were fucking cool. The biker gang d- d- people. Yeah. yeah, they were fucking. They were cool as fuck, man. I I dig that. Um, and the ending was was pretty cool too. They did the re scare in the boat and all that. Mm-hmm. Pretty dope. And then uh, obviously the fourth one. And then uh, part four had a Halloween two feel to it to me in the beginning. Where they kept pull they they they, they pick them up, he's dead, and all the like two, three, and four happen back to back to back. Right, right. So especially if part four is like Sunday, Sunday the fifteenth. <laughs> but don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, part yeah. four uh, like they they, they, they fucking kills. pick him up, they take him to the hospital and like it's kinda like waiting for him to fucking come back to life and he mm-hmm. never fucking does, and they put him in the freezer and then you see like the puff 
of breath. Then he comes out and fucking hacksaw breaks that dude's neck. Fucking Axel. Axel. Yeah, fucking rules. Mm-hmm. Axel's my hero. Which dude? Kind of that, that reminded me. I just saw this. Uh, it was a fan-made film. I watched it today called Never Hike Alone, and it's basically a Friday Thirteenth film. Cool. And it's this dude just goes hiking by himself. Shit, that's kind of sucks. Is there's a bunch of like. It's not a found footage film, but it's found footage esque because it's like it'll be like a normal movie just him hiking and then he'll pull out his like GoPro and then all of a sudden they'll show like that footage like hey guys just found the south point of the lake da 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 and once you get past that it's like this guy like he finds the lake and then he comes across Camp Crystal Lake he like finds a sign on the ground he's like what the fuck this short film is pretty legit I mean, minus, like, a few things that, yeah, I guess you just kind of expect from a newer movie. But, like, yeah, obviously Jason's living there. And goes in. He fucking gets found. And Jason throws him off this fucking building. And, like, dude ends up escaping. Out, he throws him out of the cabin, like, second floor. Ends up escaping. Jason's hunting him down. And, uh finds him. And then he gets away again. Whatever. They end up some fucking fight. Well, at the end, fucking paramedics come, and he, like, wakes up, and the paramedics have him in a bed, and he's like, oh, you're all right. One of the paramedics' name is Axel. Oh, nice. And then Cherry on top is, there's, like, the dude named Axel and this girl who's helping him, and then somebody opens the fucking, like, ambulance door. He's like, you guys all right back here? He's like, yeah, we're good, Tommy. And his homeboy, who actually played Tommy Jarvis, playing Tommy Jarvis. From part six. Oh, so it's uh, it's Tommy Tom, Jarvis, Tom Matthews. Yeah, no shit. Playing Tommy Jarvis. Sweet. So he's like driving the ambulance, and he gets in, and like they're like, "Oh, we think somebody else was out there." According to the patient, he said somebody else. He's like, "All right, I'll call it in." As he's calling it in, fucking uh, it's like the angle from Jason. He's like walking up, and like. Tom Matthews calling it in and he looks up he's like son of a bitch I knew it was you and like before he could even get like I knew it was you out he gets fucking like pulled out of the fucking car and like shit happens all the other paramedics die and then fucking you think like they're about to kill the fucking dude Tom Matthews jumps in the driver's seat he's like hey maggot head remember me (laughs) fucking just like puts it in drive and like squeals out with the ambulance out of the fucking woods Nice. I'm like, dude, for a fan film, like, first off, it was it was made by an actual like film company, so it was like really well shot. It's like there wasn't that much I hated about it other than the stupid like GoPro footage. I was like, it was pretty fucking legit, man. Sounds like the it. The fact yeah. that they brought fucking Matthews back and actually played Tommy Jarvis. Hell yeah. I'm like, Tom Matthews. Yeah, rules, I'm like, dude. that's fucking awesome, dude. But uh, yeah, part four, uh, fucking. Yeah, going in the four, man. Yeah, four. Some cool kill scenes in this one. Uh, the fucking knife to the stomach when he lifts the nurse up. Yeah, right. And yeah. cuts her down. And then added around that same fucking part, even the fucking when he kills uh, Axel. Yeah, that that one's pissed. It's like a weird fucking like. That's my whole thing. Tom Savini kill slash broken fucking necks. It's pissed, <laughs> dude. And you know, lest we forget, he throws a fucking hammer. Oh my god, yeah. 
Like this is jumping into the film, obviously. It is. I'm just the highlights of the film. He throws a fucking hammer at someone's head, and uh, that's just phenomenal. Um, But this one, man, like the cast, going going up, like you mean obviously they're still in the cast of the fucking film and all the fucking teenagers. Um, what's his name? Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover and his buddy that he's like they're basically just Teddy. like yeah him and Teddy are basically like improving all mm-hmm. that conversation and like the whole dead fuck shit. Mm-hmm. Uh all oh, that's gold. Like seriously that. Yeah, the computer. Him and Teddy fucking conversating like oh the computer says you're a dead fuck. Those two throughout the movie are amazing. Yeah. Together. There is no computer, Teddy. Ah, and there is no blowjob, Betty. <laughs> Why don't you run that one through your little computer? Tad? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Tad? <laughs> all hanging out. <clears throat> Them all hanging out. And, you know, we're kind of into the film a little bit. You see, like, uh, Tommy's parents, fucking Feldman. Well, the yeah. mom and the sister. Yeah. They were swimming naked whatever blah 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 blah, and end up partying the night crispin glover goes to look for a fucking get a bottle of wine (laughs) that whole scene yeah him with the fucking bottle opener the corkscrew hey dad dad (laughs) hey you seen that corkscrew that fancy corkscrew (laughs) dad hey chad where the hell's the corkscrew (laughs) yeah Hatchet to the face. I don't Court know. screw in the hand. Hatchet to the face. Pissed. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I watched this movie so much when I've been drinking. Oh, it's great. That fucking scene, I lose it every time. <laughs> every fucking time. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, the original ending to this movie was supposed to be um, a lot different. It was. Um, the sister. Tommy's sister. Was supposed to be in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't remember. Tommy is on the couch downstairs. And Jason wanders in and kills both of them. I think. Don't quote me on that. It's been a while. I think it was something like that. Yeah, she wakes up and... Or no, she finds her mom in the bathtub. Doesn't she? The original ending, she finds... Tommy's mom in the bathtub dead. And then Jason wanders into the house and... Well... Was that actually supposed to be the original ending? Because I always thought they... But I thought it was a dream sequence. They knew going in that this was the last one they wanted to kill Jason. Yes. But... I don't think that happened. Or no, maybe it did happen. Maybe he was dead and she just found her mom in the bathtub and woke up Tommy and they were holding each other and it faded to black. Yeah, I mean, I know there was a different ending. Um, There was a different ending to part three, too. Yeah. I've seen photos. Mm -hmm. He fucking decapitates Dana Kimmel. Just chops her fucking head clean off. Part two had a supposed different ending. Where uh, Mrs. Voorhees opened her eyes. Oh, I didn't know the that. The severed head? Yeah. Open her eyes. 
there's pictures of uh, they had another actress come in and get all done up as several, like dead Mrs. Voorhees just to do the opener eyes part. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, but I mean, well, it was also supposed to be their uh, part four, which was I don't get is they wanted that to be the last one that was they were going in knowing that that was going to be the last one, which Tom Savini technically wasn't even supposed to be the effects artist for it. Yeah, but the other dude left, so he got pulled in to do it, which just makes sense anyway. If you're if you're supposedly killing off a series. Why not end it with the dude who did the original, especially when it's fucking Tom Savini? Mm. And he also did work with Joseph Zito. Yeah, so it's like, that's a combination, man. Yeah. But knowing you're going in and you're making the last one, so you're fucking killing him. At this point, that's what they thought. Why would you have it set up to where uh, they kind of said it there? That one of the ending thoughts was making um, Tommy the new Jason. Yes. Ending it that way. Yes. Why would you set it up? Base you're basically setting it up for a fucking sequel, <laughs> unless it, in the mayor mind it was this is the end of this, but we're setting it up to begin something else. Yeah, I don't know if they thought about it that much. I don't know, but I know, I know they they slapped together the. Uh, plot to part five because Tommy was supposed to be the next killer but Feldman was doing Goonies he was already setting down to do Goonies so he couldn't do it so he filmed the intro scene in his backyard yes he was also on a lot of drugs and in rehab wait Feldman and agreed that he would not leave his property to film the part that he filmed I didn't know that part yes he, he was, was in rehab. He's pretty fucking young to be in rehab. Yeah, well, I mean, him and Corey Haim were doing coke. Well, I guess fucking uh, Drew Barrymore was doing, like, going to she coke was parties when she was, like, shit. 13. Right. But in the fifth one, Tommy Jarvis was supposed to be the killer. He wasn't. We get Roy. Totally cool. Roy rules. So many people are pissed. He's killing people for the same reason Mrs. Voorhees was killing people. Because his kid got killed. Yes. But, honestly, does it make does it, does it really make sense? He had his kid living at that house. It's not like he was trying to take care of his kid and shit happened. He was like, yeah. Mother died at birth. You, you fucking just live at this fucking house. Yeah. Mother died at birth. He gave up. What was his name? Oh, my God. Now I just blinked on it. Joey. Joey. Gave up Joey. Um, I'm assuming because he felt that he couldn't raise him with his special needs or what, whatever it may be. His, he bounced around from house to house. He was a good kid. Like his he, chocolate. Yeah. Loves chocolate. He'll wants to help laundry. out. Yeah. Gets axed over a candy bar. Just fucking into pieces, and Roy sees it, and Roy becomes a serial killer, and we get some really good kill scenes in this one, and we get some really hot chicks in this one. We get some cutout kill scenes in this one, and we get some cutout kill scenes in this one. Well, no, I'm not gonna say cutout, but like 
changed because they still showed the kill, but it totally changed how the kill was supposed to be done. Yeah, true story. Um, if they wouldn't have done that, this would have been the only Friday the 13th with an X rating. And major studios do not allow that. They do not. Paramount got shook. No machete through the vag. Major studios do not allow X ratings because X ratings basically don't make it into theaters. Yeah. And they would not let that happen. But yeah, the one, the kill we're talking about is Violence Kill, where she got stabbed in the stomach. She was supposed to get stabbed up the vag, and there's pictures where showing where that was already made. Like they had that shit. They made already up, filmed it, and it was filmed, and like everything else, it got left on the cutting room floor. And with everything else in the 80s that got cut, it was before director's cuts and it got like destroyed. home video releases. All that shit's fucking gone. Yeah, so it all never, got destroyed. You're not seeing it. So, Unfortunate, but yeah. it happens. Um, which that, that more affects one of the future ones that we're about to talk about. One of the later ones we're going to talk about. Which would just, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this out right now. Which would be my favorite Friday the 13th mm-hmm. if it had been in its full form. Yeah. I'll just say that. But with five, um, this is one I find funny with five. There's the uh, um, the two like greaser guys yes. that are on the side of the road. Their car won't start. Yep. People look at that and they argue it as that's like the first gay couple in a Friday the 13th film. And I honestly think it's because they look at the way they're dressed, like with the leather, and they just think gay. Hmm. In my mind, I thought just dudes big in the fifties culture, like they're just greaser guys. They're yeah, like and young kids um, in the greaser culture. Didn't Pete say that those bitches aren't going to wait all night? Yeah, he did. But they like seriously, there's arguments going on about how they're like a gay couple. They're other gay guys. And I'm like, no, dude, just because they're wearing leather jackets and, like, a leather fucking hat? No, dude, it's fucking looking no, the fucking... No, they listen to the Stray Cats. Yeah, listen... Watch <laughs> Grease. Like, that's basically... What the fuck, man? They're just greasers, dude. Yeah, like, they were just greasers, man. They had, like, an old-school T-Bird. Yeah. They were... Honestly, they were just fucking greasers, man. Yeah, man. But, yeah, there's an argument going on. Like, oh, there's fucking, like, the first gay, like couple in a Friday 13th film like oh, no they weren't that. they were not gay man no if they were gay cool but no honestly these guys were not fucking gay no <laughs> I don't think they greasers. were uh, yeah they were just you're, you're, rockabilly guys I think that argument came about probably in like the late 90s early 2000s from younger crowds who were they they didn't really know anything about like 50s culture or anything so they didn't really fucking know about greasers so they're just claiming all they know all they really know about is like leather clad dudes are either bikers or they're gay and they didn't see no motorcycle under them so they have to be fucking gay when in reality they're just fucking in the 80s like it was at 30 years that's no different than people now dressing like they were from the 80s they were just fucking dudes in the 80s who were dressing and into fucking 50s culture. Like, there's... A, a, you gotta remember, too, the Stray Cats were huge at the time. Yeah, dude. Fucking Stray Cats strut, dude. Yeah, Bill, Brian Setzer. 
Before he had his orchestra, he was fucking yeah. We're gonna rock this time. <laughs> but yeah, I honestly think it comes from like late nineties, two thousand era kids who they look at things as oh, leather and way they're dressed, they're gay or they're bikers. Well, they don't got motorcycles. Who so cares, man? Gay. Like yeah, like. No, honestly, I don't even give a fuck. If they if they actually were the first gay couple in Friday the 13th series, cool. Yeah. But they're fucking not. They're not. <laughs> like, at no. all. No. Um, <laughs> part seven. We're skipping six? No, we're not. I'm just we're saying. We're just going to seven? No, no, no. I'm just making a bulletin. Okay, bulletin point. Part seven had almost a, an entirely gay cast. Oh, yeah, yeah. But... We got part five. Um, the ending to this mm. was interesting to me because it revealed that it wasn't Jason that was doing the killing. And again, Tommy Jarvis, the next killer. Oh, the very end of five. part five. Yeah, because you, you find out it's not Jason. You find out it's dude's dad. And then first time you watch the movie you may catch up on the fact that Tommy has flash or like visions of actual Jason. Yes. And his mask is blue or his mask is red. Yes. He has no eyes. Her eyes don't, his eyes look like Jason's fucking eyes. Yes. And then when the killings are actually happening, the mask is blue and you can see both the homeboy's eyes. Like he's a person. You don't normally catch that throughout the whole fucking movie. No. Especially first first time watching. So if you watched it in the theater, there's a good chance you might not have caught that. Right. You probably caught the blue. I would think you would have caught that the fucking mask wasn't the same color. True story. You might not have picked up the other things. But anyway, I digress. All the killings happen. Uh, Tommy Jarvis ends up hospital. Yep. And then flash of lightning. Tommy has the fucking Jason mask on. With a fucking knife. And he stabs. What's her face? I can't even think of her name right now. I'm horrible with names. We just talked about Pam. This. Yes. He What's up, Pam? Pam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he fucking stabs Pam. Yeah. And then we go on to six. Yep. So then six comes around, and you kind of think it's going to be Tommy Jarvis is the new fucking killer. Yes. Tommy Jarvis is in it. He's not the new killer. He wants to kill off Jason. He's like fucking freaking out. He wants to go find Jason's grave. He's finally he's, free from the mental institution yeah, he's life. Out of it. He's he just wants to go put an end to it, and he thinks it's gonna fucking set him straight and fix him and and stop the to, hallucinations. He'll be able to get past it all if he can see that 100% for sure Jason is dead. He takes Horace with him. Horace with him with some fucking booze. And some tools. Yes. They resurrect Jason. Jason comes they, back. They did well. They dig him. They dig him up. They fucking pop his casket open. He runs over to a fucking. It's a stormy night. He runs over to a fucking wrought iron fence and grabs, rips off a fucking piece of it. How he did so that? So basically, he has a spear. Yeah. How the fuck did you do that? How do you just rip a fucking piece of a cemetery gate off? Like, I mean, those things are built to last, man. Unless it was old as shit and just like really worn down. But I'm going to go with... Could be. That's the only way. Could be. But he takes it, stabs him, 
And he's like, we're good. Well, it's storming out. And this is where we get Frankenstein Jason from. Yeah. (laughs) Or or zombie Jason. Brings him to life. And now he's on a killing spree. Yeah. Tommy escapes. His friend's not so lucky. No. Horace gets fucking killed. Now we have Jason. Who has a hockey mask. A fresh one. (laughs) and a utility belt full of arrowheads machete holsters axe holsters and all kinds of desirables so that he can go on a killing spree we have a shitty sheriff who sucks a deputy that's annoying a sheriff's girl uh, daughter who's hot ends up being Tommy Jarvis's girlfriend She's hot. And then we have whatever that dude's name is with the ripped jeans. Your mother owned a sewing machine, kid? He was cool. <laughs> Dude, it looks like the, the fucking court. We have court with the ripped jeans. And uh, I don't know. We have some cool kill scenes in this one, too. But let's talk about the fucking. I can't think of any of them, really. The the one liners they tried giving the sheriff, like you in show business, kid. Dude, they tried giving you the sheriff like entrance. these like they tried giving the sheriff like these snappy fucking lines to make him come across as like this quick dude, and they just fail. Every single one fails. What I tell you, hit the noise in the cherries. <laughs> yeah, no, they're pretty bad. I'm trying to think of another one. I, I the only thing I can think of is telling you what a fucking one liners is a deputy with this fucking gun with the laser sight. Yeah. It's like wherever the red dot goes, you bang. bang. (laughs) Now see what you've done. (laughs) I can't handle that. Like, there's parts of this movie I like, but in the grand scheme, I cannot handle this fucking movie. The only. Okay, the only thing I can get with this movie, which we've talked about, is he goes into the actual kids' camp. Yes. He doesn't do it, but can we just like go to an alternate movie where Jason actually kills all these little kids? Yeah, like in the video game. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. But he doesn't. He fucking should have. He should have. That's, no. that's a that's an independently released film. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to make one. Oh my god, no! That like if Paramount didn't have this and this I and this was like a movie being made exactly the way it was. I could see at least at least one or two getting like killed. Maybe maybe three or four getting nicks. I don't know. Yeah, I could see that too. How about uh, them trying to? Uh, and you know what they're trying to do with this? Them trying to come out with that Jason card game. Yeah, that's one thing that I wanted to address: the Jason card game. Have you ever played that? I have not. It's fun. And we will play it one of these days. Uh, I played it before. I enjoyed it. Thought it was awesome. Is it cut it and cut the deck in the six piles? Um, something yeah, like something like that. Yep. And it's for two two people or three people you or four find the people. Cabin, and each pile represents a cabin. You got to find the cabin with the black jack, and the black jack is Jason. Yeah. Jack of spades. You got to pick a card yourself. Mm. Pretty cool. 
which cabin is Jason in. It's actually kind of cool. And you can turn it into a drinking game, too. But here we have Jason taking on Tommy Jarvis once again. And the battle at the end. When it gets to that point, that's when I don't hate the sheriff so much. Because now the sheriff can't be this stupid, annoying person. Because he's he can't argue what's going on. I'm going to raise my beer to the fact that he got bent backwards and broken. Yes. And that kill scene was cut down by about 16 frames to one frame. Yeah, it was supposed to be like multiple, multiple cracks and bends. All kinds of snap, crackle, pop. But still a cool concept to bend someone backwards and break them in half. It's Mm -hmm. fucking pissed. This is what scene because of because of how much seven was cut. This is a scene that I always I used to confuse a lot with seven because of knowing this scene got cut. The famous one in seven was the sleeping bag, but yeah. So um, yeah, so if you can, they cut this shit by like a bunch of frames. Yeah, like they break it to like a couple snaps instead of a whole bunch. Yeah, and uh, still a cool kill scene though I think and. Um, then there's the battle between uh, Tommy and Jason at the end. And eventually, Jason ends up sinking to the bottom of Crystal Lake, chained to a boulder. Was this... Six is the one where he fucking gets the rotor to the fucking face, too. She does. She does that to him. Yeah. Which was a, a flipped frame. Do you know that? No. The original... The way they show it was actually reversed frame. So, like, he's, I think, I'm trying to remember how it is. He's on the left side of the rotor. The way it was actually filmed was he was on the right side of the rotor. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So, for whatever, for whatever reason, they determined they should fucking flip the fucking frame. I don't know why they would. For yeah, that, I don't know. For that scene, I don't get the reasoning. Yeah, that's weird. I get doing that sometimes for, like, Oh, the first scenes, it looked like they were over on the left side of this pot. Well, we filmed it weird the other way, so we got to flip the fucking film. Mm-hmm. So it still looks like they're on the left side. But I don't for this scene, I don't get why they would do that. Mm, but no yeah, idea. the original, they, they flipped it from what it originally was. But, um... And then Jason eventually gets chained to the bottom of Crystal Lake. Yeah, he gets those fucking chains. Tommy lands them. People forget... He's down there waiting. <laughs> On to part seven. On the part seven. Part seven is my second favorite Friday the 13th. It's not bad. I love it. I, I dig it just because I know what it could have been. Knowing what it was supposed to be. That's why I like it so much. And I also like it because it went back to the basics. It wasn't like an over-the-top production like 6. Yeah. You know, there was no Alice Cooper. 6 was a weird fucking, like, I don't want to say action film, but it had, like, action-y type sequences. It It was a blockbuster. That's what they went for, yeah. They went for, like, a blockbuster. Kind of like Dream Warriors. Yeah. 
that, that that was like the blockbuster but seven went back to basics and i dug the characters in this one the pothead dude was cool the sci-fi nerd was cool um you know you had tina was the bitch no tina was the main one it was melissa that was the bitch get your fucking pearl necklaces snapped snapped um Bernie Lomax from Weekend at Bernie's is in this. Fuck yeah. I always forget he's the fuck he's Bernie. Yep. And uh, the mom's rat tail is worth the price of admission alone. And the connection between Nick and Tina is non-existent because Nick is gay. And it shows on camera. And same thing with the uh, couple... Uh, who are fighting the entire movie, and no one knows why. There's, there's a shit couple. Why the fuck shit are you couple? But the dude's gay, so to act straight on camera, I guess, would be kind of hard. And then the chick from Slumber Party Massacre Two is in this movie. She is. And let's see, Kane Hodder's first movie. Some really good kills in this one also. And I love the sleeping bag scene. I love the party atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And um, Tommy from Night of the Living Dead 1990 is also in this movie. Hmm. That one I did not pick up on. Yeah. Tommy and his girlfriend in Night of the Living Dead 1990. Yeah. He's the one they're throwing the surprise birthday for. All right. His car breaks down. He's with his girlfriend. They end up in the woods. Oh, yeah. It's Nick's cousin. So, he's in this one. Pretty cool. Came out a year before, no, two years before Night of the Living Dead, 1990. Yeah. That sleeping bag scene. Oh, it's great. Chopped shit. Yeah, chop the shit. He was supposed to mack her against the tree like fucking 14 times. Yeah, it was supposed to be just like out of hand, like just swinging for the fences. Yeah. Um, And then you got, you know, Tina, Carrie versus Jason. Pretty cool. She can move stuff with her mind. I dig it. See Jason without his fucking mask. Yep. <laughs> the way she fucking splits it. Mm-hmm. And the end of this movie is pretty fucking rad. Dude, the fact that this Jason was, and the director had enough fucking foresight to do this, of making him actually have all of the damage from every other fucking film. You could see his spine. Because he he was waterlogged. the, The director in this movie fucking put thought behind this. He wanted this to be the most violent and pissed off movie, but he also wanted it to be like... To show the continuation from not just a new Jason. Like, no, this Jason has the scars and shit from every fucking movie. movie. Basically, I'm going to say from three on because it's the mask or whatever. But from three on, he had every amount of damage and it showed. Mm -hmm. And then they fucking, because of what's-her-name, who was uh, head of the studio at the time, just fucking just gave every... would, wouldn't go to bat for him. No. Just wanted the movie released. Distribution? 
My condolences. Yeah. I feel bad for you. Thank you for your effort. And cursed be the bitch. Yeah. She made you chop this movie and said that Jason looked like a frog. Fuck you. Yep. But either way, we got a fucking cool Jason. And we got to see a weed whip. With a buzzsaw on it. <laughs> buzzsaw blade, dude. Which killed Bernie Lomax. <laughs> which was awesome. That dude was an asshole in this movie anyway. Yeah, Dr. Cruz. What a fucking prick. But he ends up getting killed at the end. And buried underneath a bunch of rubble. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to part eight. Part fucking eight. Last of the actual Friday the 13th movies. Yes, Jason takes Manhattan. He's brought back once again by electricity. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... (laughs) That one's weird to me. They really Like, everybody everybody thinks about, like, how did this lake connect to fucking be able to go to Manhattan? Why is there an electrical cable running on the floor of Crystal Lake? (laughs) Yeah. This one lacks a lot of logic, and I think it's why I love this one so much. Yeah, there's no logic to this fucking movie There's at all. no logic at all. Like, there's a fucking cable on Crystal Lake, which is a lake supposedly in the middle of fucking nowhere for a camp. There shouldn't be no, like, big-ass cable on the floor of this lake. Um, the boat that caught that cable, which brought Jason back to life... Why is that big? That was a bigger boat. Why is that fucking boat on Camp Crystal on Crystal Lake? How does Crystal Lake connect to the Atlantic, <laughs> which gets it to the Hudson? <laughs> so many things. The only thing that I can find logical about that is that Crystal Lake is in New Jersey. Yes. Manhattan is in New York. If you can get to a river to get to Atlantic, you can get to Hudson River, which gets you to Manhattan. And that's all I got. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got. Yeah. So Jason, he finds a way to slice and dice his way on a fucking senior trip on a... Yeah, he gets off... He gets off of the original boat and gets onto a fucking cruise ship. (laughs) Where he's finding a potential ex-victim, Rennie, that he tried to pull under in the water when she was a little girl. Mm -hmm. And uh, second most hated person in the first date. That asshole. The uncle of Rennie. Okay, yeah. I fucking hate that guy. (laughs) He sucks. You can forget about attending any film school. Fuck you. That guy sucks. Dude, okay, we're talking about, like, past victims. (laughs) Uncle Charles. Talking about past victims, we forgot to talk about part three. Um, What's your name is a past victim of Jason. Where it kind of is like, yeah, it's halfway led to believe that Jason either attempted or did rape her. True story. Yeah. 
ex-victim. Yeah, so I mean, like she she was attacked by Jason. They, yeah, they, I mean, they, it's they they've kind of played into like the level of what type of attack that was. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, she blacked out, so she doesn't yeah. remember. But Rennie, anyway, Rennie. Back to eight. Yeah. Uncle Charles is trying to teach her how to swim. Yep. Jason pulls her under. He tells her that if she doesn't swim, Jason will pull her under. Because he's a dick. Because he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and in the middle of the movie, when the bitch, popular girl, pushes yeah. her off the edge and mm-hmm. she falls into the water. And her teacher says, have you ever considered taking lessons? And she says, it's not that easy. It's because every time she gets in the water, Jason pulls her under. Yes. Or at least she's mentally thinking that Jason Well, yeah, the first time you ever try to learn how to swim when you're a kid, that's fucking shitty. Yeah, someone says, if you don't swim. Jason pulls you under the very first time, you're fucking like, yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah. And not only that, with everything that was going on, why in the fuck... Would you teach someone to swim in Crystal Lake? I mean, of all places to fucking, you know, the legend has it that a boy drowned in that lake. And for the past 10 years, he's been killing people. There was all kinds of murders. Okay. In 68, the water was bad. The water was bad. There was all kinds of fires. Nobody did any of it. And we're going to teach someone how to swim in Crystal Lake, dude. (laughs) Camp Crystal Lakes is jinxed. (laughs) Quit. 25,000. And for what? (laughs) (laughs) It all comes full circle, dude. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. And for what? Oh shit! But, yeah, uh, yeah. So there's that, and um, he's on this cruise ship, and uh, he fucks up all these kids on this cruise ship. Dude, can we talk about the kids who? There's like the nerdy like film school kid, yeah, man. and then the chick who's just hot but failing, and yeah. like sets up the fucking teacher. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, he's not gonna risk anything. Like, really. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like, you know, Uncle Charles really pissed me off a little bit in this one because he was like, every, he has he has a rebuttal for everything. He's like, oh, well, I'll just have to phone your parents. They're out of town. Oh, well, I'll make sure you stay on the ship while your classmates are sight- seeing the sights. Oh, well, I'm through with your stall tax- tactics, Mrs. Mason. <laughs> I want to see your biology project. You're going to be very sorry. You can forget about attending any film school. I'll make sure that you spend the next year in a high school classroom. Give me a break. Fuck this guy. He sucks. Who is going to have a biology project when they're on a fucking ship? Right, yeah. Like, you're supposed to bring it on the ship with you. I brought my contents of my locker and my at-home computer with me. Just in case anything was asked for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, dude, shut the fuck up. And who was this guy? Was he a teacher? Was he the principal? What the fuck does he care if she has a biology project done? Fuck knows. All I know but is... they're you- like, oh, we're going to have a cruise ship. Let's pick the biology teacher to... <laughs> 
Like, what? He lost the fucking coin toss of me in the chaperone. I guess so, but it was not his idea. It was the teacher's idea. Rennie's teacher. Yeah. This this cruise ship was your idea. The least you could do is show up on time. Okay. So who the fuck are you? The principal <laughs> or the biology teacher? <laughs> Lacking logic, we end up in Manhattan. We end up in Manhattan. Before we get to Manhattan, JJ, who was just trying to fucking rock out, man. She wanted oh, a fucking yeah. video, dude. JJ, my future ex-girlfriend. Damn, well, we even... Her and Violet can hang out because Violet would probably be my future ex-girlfriend. All right, double date. <laughs> but yeah, dude, she's fucking just trying to rock out, man. She wants her video. She got yep. her pink Gibson V. Major concert hall echo. Yes, man. Gee, it was great. Love JJ. She dies. She dies brutally. She gets a fucking flying V to the head. I can't even imagine. Bummer. I'm trying to picture getting a guitar to the head, like Fat Forest guitar like to the head. That's a blunt object. <laughs> Man. Especially if you don't have a hard head. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, dead. Okay, let's get here. They get to Manhattan, but the survivors jump off the ship and get to shore in Manhattan. Yes. Jason is still on the ship. Somehow, Jason finds them. Does the breaststroke through Hudson Bay. And finds them in Manhattan. Yeah. What? (laughs) And side note, folks. We still like this movie more than the New Line Cinema films. Everything Jared and I said before this very moment about this movie... It is a thousand times better than Jason Goes to Hell, Jason X, and Freddy vs. Jason. Go ahead. Yes. So, they get to fucking Manhattan. Well, first off, they get there first. And they wash up, and they're, like, in the alleyway, and there's, like, a mugging. Yeah, there's, like, a couple punks. Yeah, there's a a thing happens, a rustle. Yeah. They, They tussle. Yeah. But then somehow Jason finds them. <laughs> How? I don't know. That's a good question. That is not fucking possible. Yeah. Follows him into a restaurant. But I like how there's there's barrels of toxic waste around. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I love that. I love that aspect With of rats. I love are, that aspect of New York. Like eighties New York, and there's just barrels of fucking toxic waste. With rats living in yeah. it. They just crawl out like Yeah, shake off real quick. Like What's going on? <laughs> pretty cool. But um Uncle Charles gets drowned in a barrel of toxic waste. Um, what's his face? The boxer. Oh fuck yeah, dude! I, I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name either. Fuck. Uh, he gets his head punched off into a fucking dumpster, which awesome. After he punches, he he boxes Jason yeah. to the edge. Sorry, I was like losing it there for a minute. He boxes Jason to the edge of this building. Yes. And then chooses to stop. Yeah. And tell Jason, give me your best shot. <laughs> yeah. 
he gives him his best shot. His best shot decapitates the motherfucker. His head flies into a dumpster. It rules. It's pretty fucking awesome, actually. Then we get Jason running through Manhattan. He kicks a boombox. Oh, dude, he fucking yeah, the fucking the punk dudes. The punk. The dudes. punks are hanging out listening to probably at that point probably Fear, probably the first album. Yeah, on cassette. On cassette, fucking probably listening to like New York's Alright if you like saxophones. Yeah. And Jason just comes up, fucking boots it. They start giving him shit. All he does is lift his mask up. It's not enough that there's a dude in a jumpsuit wearing a fucking like. In this uh, this one, like a yellow fucking hockey mask, like that's not enough to be like we probably shouldn't mess with this guy. Yeah, he has to actually lift his mask up for them to be like, all right, man, we're not gonna fuck with you. Yeah, they don't fuck with him, and that whole scene was filmed in Times Square. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Uh, they only mm. actually did about 15 minutes of footage in Times Square. Yeah, like a good 95% of this movie is not filmed anywhere near Manhattan. Jason takes Hudson Bay. Yes. Fucking, how about the poster that got banned by the tourist committee of New York? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> the ad that got banned because they also ran an ad with it. I know, with banned. Frank Sinatra playing. Yep. Which was fucking awesome. Yeah, and it also got fucking banned. I know. <laughs> but in the end, Jason ends up in his final resting place, in my eyes, which is drowned at the bottom of a sewer in New York. <laughs> Covered in toxic waste. In, in toxic waste, and he returns to his original form as a child. Rennie, Toby, her boyfriend, survive. The fact that they are... I love how just like... Yeah, New York's filled with toxic waste. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Like, that sticks with me throughout this whole movie. Is like how... When they made this, it was like... New York, there's toxic waste everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking gnarly, dude. <laughs> I, I love it, it Dude, if me and you ever go to New York, we're going to be like, dude, where's all the toxic waste at, man? I will actually be that asshole just to fuck with people and just ask them that. Yeah. But at this point, Times Square is like made a 180. There's no more like 42nd Street. Like all that shit's gone. I just want to walk up to someone in New York and be like, you got a problem, dad? (laughs) 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 And the mugging happens. He's like, go ahead, be a hero. You got a problem, Dad? (laughs) It's not Dad. It's Uncle Charles, asshole. Dude, I'm just going to find some random dude still in, like, 2017 playing a fucking boombox on the street. I'm just going to kick it over. Yeah. And then just, like, look at him. I'm just going to kick it over and look at him straight face to shit. Put your hood over your face and then lift it up and then run for your life, dude. (laughs) But yeah, you should have confidence that they're not going to come at you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and that yeah, there there you go. And that's it. And then after that, they made three movies that completely sucked dick. Fuck those movies. And um, I found out that anybody who really likes those three movies, I'm not friends with. Yeah, I found out the same thing. So, 
I guys, hope. I think that's the end of it. We're at like well over the two hour mark. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed our drunk ramblings and uh, I hope you enjoyed our podcast. Uh, hit us up on Instagram at burnt offerings underscore burnt underscore offerings. No. Burnt offerings underscore podcast. Wait. Oh, on Instagram? On Instagram, yeah. I think it's Bert underscore. Oh, fuck, dude, I'm drunk now. You got me drunk. God oh, damn it. We're drunk. We got a pizza coming it's here. Burnt off, it's Burnt Offerings underscore, underscore podcast. podcast. That's our Instagram. Burnt Offerings underscore podcast. Hit us up on there, man. Hit us up. Our email is Burnt Offerings underscore podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up there. Uh, Will. I know you're going to be listening to this. If you made it through this whole (laughs) fucking two-hour extravaganza, Uh, cheers, brother. Paps Blue Ribbon. Love you. Yeah, dude. Will's fucking Will's a solid guy, man. Yeah, Will rules. I hope you enjoy your koozie. He's got it. He's enjoying it. And uh, Johnny from Sakuzu, what's up? Jimmy, fucking listen to our podcast, dude. And Tim from Acid Witch, I think we gave you a koozie. Listen to our fucking podcast, man. We love you. All right, guys. We will uh, see you. I think we should be back on normal schedule now, so it's either going to be at the most two weeks until next one. Yep. Until then, man. We'll see you. See you.